It's Friday, January 20th, 2017. We're reading from the Stephen Mitchell translation of the Tao Te Ching. This is chapter five. The Tao doesn't take sides. It gives birth to both good and evil. The master doesn't take sides. She welcomes both saints and sinners. The Tao is like a bellows. It is empty yet infinitely capable. The more you use it, the more it produces. The more you talk of it, the less you understand. Hold on to the center. All right. If you're sitting, bring your spine into a, a nice upright position with your head resting over your vertical spine. And as you do this, do your best to not force it. Let it be vertical and comfortable. As little effort as possible on your part. Tongue on the roof of your mouth. I'll ring the bell and we'll sit for 10 minutes. Breathing into the belly. Deepening your awareness of your experience in this moment. Let yourself be free of judgments about it. Just let your experience be your experience.
if you stray into thought, return to the breath. Now, as you're breathing into your belly, see if you can feel what your heart feels. See if you can feel what's in your heart right now. And see if you can feel that without thoughts about it. Maybe you have energy moving through you right now. Maybe you're tense. Maybe you're relaxed. Both are possible.
Both are part of the human experience. If you're tense, can you accept it? And if you're relaxed, can you accept it as yet another state? Just be. In our culture, there seems to be this tacit assumption that there's some emotional states and some physical states that we can be in that are acceptable, that are okay, like joy 
I don't know, not even really joy, more like what we call happiness. Being upbeat. Anger is acceptable to an extent, depending on the person. And it may well be that those are the only acceptable emotional states in our culture. And we're just constantly hiding who we really are. It's no wonder that so many people are taking antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. Jesus fucking Christ. Depression is kind of a combination of sadness and anger turned inward. And uh, I think it's what happens when, when we're taught that we can't feel that way. Let's take a closer look here at chapter five. The Tao doesn't take sides, it gives birth to both good and evil. The master doesn't take sides. She welcomes both saints and sinners. That is the first verse there. It is confusing to see, to see good and evil as the same or equal. You know, right now there's a huge amount of suffering on the earth. Right now, entire species are on the verge of extinction or going extinct because of human action. Enormous numbers of people, millions and billions, are suffering because of their beliefs. Because of the way they treat each other and because of the way they treat themselves. It's, it's hard to hear that this is all the same, that it's all part of the path, that, it, that it's people working out their karma, as Stephen Mitchell says. But that's what this is saying. The master welcomes both saints and sinners. You know, really, who are we to judge who is a saint and who's a sinner? The problem is we're not an objective source of information on who is and who's not. And even if we were, what this is saying is it doesn't make any difference. You know, think about how many religions in the world label people who are not part of their faith, infidels, heathens. And I, I mean, for that matter, just think of uh, fucking sports teams. What is the reason that somebody roots for the Golden State Warriors over some other team? More than likely, it's because that's where they live. And they're part of a group. They're identified with a group just based on where their home is. Political affiliations. I'm right, you're wrong. 
But what this is telling us is it's all equal. And maybe we're all saints and sinners. Huh? The Tao is like a bellows. It is empty yet infinitely capable. I, um, I don't like this analogy either. I don't like, you know, yesterday I didn't like the well analogy and the bellows analogy is, is imperfect too, in my opinion. A little distracting, but it's just enough to say the Tao is empty yet infinitely capable. The more you use it, the more it produces. And the more you talk of it, the less you understand. It's maybe a warning there for somebody who's giving Dharma talks, right? The more you use it, the more it produces, like, like compassion is what comes to mind for me. Yesterday I mentioned love, which is like the bottomless well compassion, kindness, giving. If it's real, the more you use it, the more it produces. So the Tao is like that. The more you talk of it, the less you understand. Yeah, maybe I'm beginning to feel that right now. It's hard to talk and stay grounded in the truth of this. Because you're, you're always just the finger pointing at the moon. There were some crows right there. And when you talk of it, you begin to have ideas about how it is and how it should be. And, and all of your ideas are coming from, coming from someplace it doesn't connect well with it. It doesn't understand it well. It's all part of the path. You know, all the suffering is part of the way. Hard for me to believe that. I want to change things personally, make things different than how they are, make it better. Yeah. But most of the time when we talk about things, make ourselves into experts or when we revere other people as experts we lose the connection with that truth which doesn't have anything to do with one person knowing more about it than another so you know just as much about it as I do and I know just as much about it as the Dalai Lama or the Pope or anybody else. It's intrinsic to us. It's there waiting. Just waiting. Let's stop there today. May you have a good day. Thank you.